Hello and welcome to another episode of the Top Sports Headquarters podcast. And today, we're going to be talking about who deserves the NBA awards after the finalists came out. We'll be going over the Sixth Man of the Year award, the Most Improved Player Year of the Award, the Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, MVP and Coach of the Year. So, we're going to get started with Sixth Man of the Year. The finalists for this one were Cameron Johnson from the Suns, Tyler Hero from the Heat, and Kevin Love from the Cavs. Tyler, who is your Sixth Man of the Year? Now, before I get to my Sixth Man of the Year, I'm going to go over the stats here. Kevin Love averaged 13.6 points per game, 2.2 assists, and 7.2 rebounds. Cam Johnson was 12.5 points, 1.5 assists, and 4.1 rebounds. Then you had Tyler Hero at 20.7 points per game, 40, or not 40, my bad, 4 assists, and 5 rebounds a game. My sixth man, and probably my sixth man the entire year, um, is Tyler Hero. He's averaging 20 points coming off the bench. He is just doing, you know, crazy things off the bench. Really producing really well for the Heat off the bench, and he he has played a big role on a Heat team that's the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. But I've just been really impressed with Tyler Hero this year. You know, he's come off the bench as a six as a six man and it's averaging 20 points a game. You know, he's just been really impressive across the board and he plays a big role on this Heat team, like I said, who's number 1 in the East right now. Now Cam Johnson has played a, has played a really good role on the Suns as well, and so is and Kevin Love's played a good role on the Cavs. But I have been now I've now I've been most improved and I've been most impressed with Tyler Hero. But Kevin, now Kevin Love and Kim Johnson and Kevin Love have played really well. Now I've been most impressed with Tyler Hero. I've been most impressed with him ever since you know the season started. I've just been really impressed with him, you know, throughout throughout the season. Um, I've been really impressed with him as the sixth man of the Miami Heat. He's been playing really well. Luke, who do you got? So I agree with you. I think it's Hero. Uh, I agree with what you said. He's second in scoring for the team. I believe he's second in scoring for the team. And like you said, 20 points per game off the bench. That's really good. Um, You know, he's helped this team a lot offensively off the bench. And I have to say, he he has had a bigger impact than Cam Johnson and Kevin Love this season. So that's what I think. I have Tyler Hero as my sixth man of the year. Now, uh, before we move on, real quick. Now we've been seeing we've seen Steph Curry come off the bench. Well, he's averaging twenty five points coming off the bench. 
let's say if he comes off the bench the entire year, this is a good question. This is an interesting question. If he comes off the bench the entire year, does he win sixth man of the year over Tyler Hero? Well, yes. If well, he's coming I, off, maybe, if he, well, here's the, well, that, all right. Maybe the more I realize, the more I realize asking that question, uh, you're kind of comparing Stephen Curry to Tyler Hero, mm -hmm. and I, you know, it, now that I look at it, um. It's kind of an interesting question. I mean, we also kind of know the outcome and the answer. So, I don't know why I asked that, but... Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, fine. I mean, has been coming off the bench, and it's been working for the past three games. Yes, uh, not for a whole season. We don't know how that would go, but it's Stephen Curry, so we would assume it would go as it is going right now. So, yes, I would probably choose him over Tyler here. I just thought maybe he'd just throw a little Stephen Curry in here, but... Uh, definitely uh, Tyler Hero. Um, definitely, I think Tyler Hero is. Um, you know, I, if we're putting Stephen Curry in there, he's probably going to win. Um, but mm -hmm. the more I realize it, you know. Um, mm. Now, we're going to move to the Defensive Player of the Year. Now, we already had... We already, they already came out who it was. Um, Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics won. Uh, he was, he averaged 1.7 steals and 0.3 blocks per game. Luke, do you think he deserves this? Yes, I do. I think he deserves it above Gobert and Bridges. You know, he's played, he's, he's played really well this season defensively and he's also played really well right now defensively against the Nets he's so good at defending the perimeter all right and that that comes in that that definitely comes in helpful especially in I would say today's game when the three-pointer is a big shot and so like you said he's averaging 1.7 steals and he's he's at the top of the pack in steals when it comes to all the players this season and other defensive stats and you know he's a guy who's diving for loose balls and working hard and so I, I, I do think that he deserves it what do you think I do agree with him um, you also had two really good candidates three-time defensive player of the year Rudy Gobert and you had Mal, uh, Mikhail Bridges who's been playing really well as well uh, but I do think Marcus Smart deserves it. He's a scrappy defender. He's actually the first guard to win it since Gary Payton. I think in 95 he won it. Um, and he's the third guard, I think, all time to win. I'm not sure, but I think he's the third guard, uh, that being Michael Jordan. Uh, and then Gary Payton. And then um, Marcus Smart. So he's in an elite company there. Now, I think he deserves it a lot. He's a guy that plays outstanding defense. He's scrappy. He's good at stealing it. You know, he he's active on defense. One of the he's the best. You know, one of the best at being the most act. You know, being really active on defense, stealing it. You know, hustle plays, 
all that stuff on defense, you know, just the really good defensive plays that he's made this season, you know, he's deserved it. And, you know, I think he will be in the running in the next few years as well. Um, but he deserves it. Mm. All right. So next up, we have the rookie of the year. So the finalists for that were Scotty Barnes from the Raptors, Cade Cunningham from the Pistons, and Evan Mobley from the Cavs. So, Tyler, who do you think deserves this award? I think Cade Cunningham deserves this award. I will go over the stats real quick. I'll go over the stats real quick. Um, Kate Cunningham, 17.4 points per game, 5.6 assists, and 5.5 rebounds. Evan Mobley, 15 points per game, 2.5 assists, and 8.3 rebounds. Scotty Barnes, 15.3 points, 3.5 assists, and 7.5 rebounds. I think Kate should win it. This is a closer one for me. Uh, Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes have played really well as well with Cade Cunningham. But I think what Cade Cunningham has done this season, um, you know, obviously he, Barnes, the Raptors and the Cavaliers were both better than the Pistons. But, this, you know, Cade being on, you know, a not as good team as Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes Cade has just played really well, and he's really impressed me. Um, just the way he, the way he, you know, the way he is playing in the NBA right now, and not only can he score, but he's he can also play make, and he can also play defense, and he can also get rebounds. And he's you know a taller guard, a taller point guard, and he's six five six six. But just the way he can play make for his teams and score and score to be a threat on both is just really good. And especially the deep and also the defensive end and the rebounding. He can just be a threat anywhere. What do you think, Luke? So all these rookies have played awesome 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 this season. And I know, um, when we did a podcast at the All Star break, I said that Mobley was the best rookie, which I think that he was. But right now, I have to agree with you. I think it's Cade. Um, I think it's Cade Cunningham. I mean, so none of these rookies have taken on the same role that he has, and he's handled it so well. You know, he's he's probably the Pistons' main player. Like you said, he does, he he's a, a big scorer for them. He's a playmaker for them. And he has that role, and he did it well. And then, now, when a reason why my decision changed since the All-Star break is because after, inside all the games after the All-Star break, Cade was averaging 21 points per game and 6 assists after the All-Star break. And so he kept it up throughout the season. And not only that, but when we bring up the um, on why, uh, you know, Cunningham's not 
on as good of a team. When we look at after the All-Star break, the Pistons had a better record than the Cavs in games after the All-Star break. So when all those things put together, I think that it's Cade because of the way that he's handled this big role and how he's been relentless all season. Yes, I agree with you. With I agree with you on that. Um, now we're gonna move to the coach of the year. Now we got three coaches here. Um, we got Coach Taylor Jenkins of the Memphis Grizzlies, Coach Eric Spolstra of the Miami Heat, and Coach. Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns. The Miami Heat finished first place with a 53-29 record. Uh, the Suns finished first place with a 64-18 record. And the Grizzlies finished second place with a 56-26 record. Which coach do you, now, which coach do you think wins? Um, you know, I think you, I think you could um, see them all winning. But uh, um, I think I'll go with um, Taylor Jenkins from Memphis. Just because um, I think him and, and John Moran have, you know, helped help get this team up to the two seed throughout the whole season. And also, during the time when Morant was out and injured, Memphis still stayed really solid and still played really good during that time. And so I think that's also really good. What do you think? I'm going to go with Taylor Jenkins. Uh... I thought that the Grizzlies have improved a whole bunch. Uh, I think any of these coaches can get it, you know. But I really think the biggest thing is, is you know, you got, you know, Eric Spolstra and the Miami Heat have been really good for consistent years. Uh, Monty Williams obviously brought the Suns all the way up last year, all the way to the finals, um, even though they lost to the Bucks. And, you know, they're one of the top teams now, again, this year, obviously being the number one team in the Western Conference. But I uh, think that... I think that the Grizzlies have, you know, what Taylor Jenkins has done with the Grizzlies, bringing in John Morant, um, you know, got you got younger guys, like obviously it's John Morant, Jaron Jackson, Dylan Brooks, uh, you know, Brendan Clark, you got, you bring in Stephen, he bring in Stephen Adams, you know, just for me, you know, guys, you know, guys like that, um, what he's really done. With the younger, with the younger guys, um, I've been really impressed with, and you know, I think he deserves to win it. Uh, where the Grizzlies are right now, you know, coming from where they were last year to where they are now, uh, I definitely think that they deserve. They do deserve this. I do think they deserve this. I do think that Taylor Jenkins. I do think Taylor Jenkins deserves the award for where the Grizzlies were last year to where they are now. Alright. Alright. Now we are going to move on to the most improved player of the year. You got, we got we got your here are your candidates. Darius Garland of the Cleveland Cavaliers, John Morant of the Memphis Grizzlies, and DeJounte Murray of the Spurs. Now, there can be a little controversy whether Jordan Poole should have been in it. 
you know, maybe one of these three guys shouldn't have been it, and, you know, or, you know, maybe Jordan Poole should be in one of their places, you know, there's controversy about that, but these are your three guys, and Luke, who do you think deserves to win this, um, and what are your thoughts on this, this award this year? So, let me start off with this, um, I, I don't think that John Morant should be on this list, okay, I just don't, I don't think that he fits on the list well. I, I don't think that it's a fair comparison. I mean, he's definitely improved, but when you look, when you look at it, it's, it's, I don't see it as a, as, as fair as a comparison is because he was really good last year. And so he went, he went, he improved from really good to amazing. And then when you look at the other two, Murray and Garland are guys who, are just oh are just starting to get really good this season, and so I think it's different levels, and so that's why I don't think Josh should be on the list. Now, you mentioned Jordan Poole, he's not on the list. I I really think that I could I could really see him as the most improved player this year, and he's not on the list. But let me let me go into this. He's been he's been great this season. All right, he's been a big part of Golden State's backcourt right now. You know, like like we said. Um, and you look at him last season in the G League, and when you look at when you're looking at the stats, he's improved in pretty much every stat. And his role on the Warriors has grown because of it. I know I, I mentioned this inside the last episode. If Steph is having a rough game, then Poole helps out a ton. If when when the time, if Steph's out, then Poole is doing a good job in his spot. And something, his after the inside the games after the All Star break. He was averaging 23 points per game. And now, in this series against the Nuggets, he scored 25-plus every game. And just something to add on top of that is that he was the best free-throw shooter in the league this season. I can, Now, here's what I'll agree with you on this. I will... I will agree with you on this. I would rather see Jordan Poole and the John Morant. Uh, just because, like you said, John Morant went from he went from first year being 17 points, second year being 19 points, third year being 27 points. He went from he went from rookie of the year to even better to insane. To amazing, um, but we see bigger leaps. We see bigger leaps with Dejounte Murray, Darius Garland, and Jordan Poole. Um, so I do agree with you. I do think Jordan Poole sh- should have possibly been, should have probably would have been in John Morant's spot and could be contending for this. Uh, 
Speaking of stats, uh, Jordan Poole what, had 12, averaged 12 points last year. Now, like you said, he was down in the G League as well. He jumped from 12 to 18.7 points per game. In the playoffs, he is averaging 28.7. Now, they're probably not really going to count the playoffs that much. They might, but obviously, they probably wouldn't. I don't know if how much they're gonna, they would count the playoffs in a situation like this. But Jordan Poole averaged, like I said, 12 points, and he went to 18.7. Now, Darius Garland went from 17.4 to 21.7. And who I think should win is DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray went from 15.7 to 21.1 points per game. He went from 5.4 assists to 9.2 assists. Those are your, some of your two biggest leaps in DeJounte Murray. Now, why I think he should win it over Jordan Poole? Um, here's why I think. I think Garland should either... I think he's either... Tied with Jordan Poole or a little bit over him. But here's my thing with DeJounte Murray being over Jordan Poole. You look at both teams. The Warriors being a team that obviously they're better than the Spurs. But I think DeJounte Murray has taken a bigger leap in a role than Jordan Poole has this season. Here's why. DeJounte Murray went from being the guy who we thought, oh, maybe can he be the French, maybe can he be the best player. Hasn't really stepped up yet. We're going to have to see if he is truly your best player. Last year, he was at 15.7, leaped all the way to 21.1 this year. He has, he has improved defensively. He has improved defensively and offensively. Across the board, he has become the Spurs' best player. Last year, you know, obviously the Spurs were not as good. Um, they weren't at, they weren't, you know, they were in the 12 seed range. Yeah, they weren't as good. But then there comes the uncertainty. Then there comes the question, who is going to be the Spurs' guy? Murray only averaging averaging 15.7 points per game. He leaps to 21.1. But not only does he leap to 21.1, he leaps a leadership role. He leaps into a bigger leadership role. He leaps into your top guy. He goes from being he goes from being maybe or he goes from, you know. And then again, you know, Jonathan Murray He's, he's been a really good player in the NBA so far. Obviously, last year, 15.7. He's really good. And he was also really good defensively. But now jumping to 21.1, he is the guy in San Antonio. They have found their guy. And with his improvements, that's where it's gotten him. Now. You found your guy. And he's just going to keep improving. You went from... Is John Dejounte Murray our guy? To Dejounte Murray's our guy. Like you went from. Like, is he our guy? To he is now our guy. That improvement. Not saying Jordan Poole's improvement in his role. Isn't big. 
yes, it's big. The number, look what the numbers he's putting up. But in an aspect for me of a a role for you know your team or whatever it is, for me, the role that just because of the teams here in the situation, Dejounte Murray has stepped up big time, big time for the Spurs. Jordan Poole has stepped up big time as well, but in a different role. A role to where it is, maybe I'm not the top guy, because I already because there's a Stephen Curry on my because there's Stephen Curry on my team, and there's Clay Thompson on my team, right? And Draymond and Wiggins. But I can still put up twenty points a night, twenty-five points a night. But for me, with DeJounte Murray is he has just he has it's the Spurs were not that good you know now they got they got into the play-in tournament this year probably the biggest reason why one of the biggest reasons why is Murray's leap DeJounte Murray's leap his leap has helped this Spurs team and it will only continue to help him it's a young Spurs team and with the and with the leadership leap by Murray the improvement that Murray has showed the the coming the you know who's going to be your guy you know you know who's going to be your guy in the future well you just found your guy in the future DeJounte Murray he can do it on the offensive and defensive end as well he's not just your he's not just a one dimensional star he is a two he is a two sides of the ball guy and that is perfect because now that you're the Spurs, you have found your future guy. Your, I would say, possibly even your franchise guy. Maybe he was, you know, you maybe you probably were leaning towards Dejounte Murray last year as your main guy, but you know, and, um, and he was averaging fifteen point seven, which is good, which is really good. Um, but you know, maybe you went from oh, you know, leaning towards this is our guy last year to now this year seeing his improvements what he's done this year to this is our guy this is we're not just leaning towards him we are we are this is our guy he is the guy we know it we know it for the future as well that is my dip that's how that's where I'm that's where the difference is for me is yes Jordan Poole has leaped into a big role but I think Murray has leaped into a bigger role, a bigger impact on a franchise on two different teams. But Murray has just, and he's and he's also an All Star this year. He has become an, he became an All Star this year, which was really awesome. Uh, now I just think that Poole has jumped into a big role, definitely. With the way he's been playing, he's jumped into a really good role, a big role. But for me, it's just, I feel like, for me, or what I think, is I just, I think that Murray has jumped into an even bigger role with what is, with the, because it's two different circumstances. But I just think Murray has jumped into a 
bigger role, a bigger leadership. And now he is the top, he is the best guy. You know, he is your guy on a team that will only continue to improve in the future. And I just think his improvements has helped this team so much. Okay. That's where I am right now. So, before I get into this, uh, I just want to say that if I'm choosing from the top, from just these three, um, like the, the, the three finalists who were selected yeah. without pool, I would choose Murray. So, but, but here's my thing when it comes to Murray versus Poole. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this first. You mentioned the roles that they have. Yes, Dejounte Murray last year jumped into a bigger role this year. That is a that's a jump that he really had to make. All right. If he didn't, then the Spurs they wouldn't be good. Which you mentioned that. I mean. So, so when you say so, Murray is on a bigger role for the Spurs, and then when we're going over and looking at Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole has also jumped into a bigger role, but on a better team. So, for me. Looking at Jordan Poole, he's he's jumped into a big role on a better team rather than Murray jumping into a bigger role on a team that didn't quite make the playoffs. He, he helped the Spurs, but, you know, they weren't great last year. And so he he did take a jump, but for me, if Poole... Poole jumping into a bigger role on a better team, a team that we think is going to go to the NBA championship. Poole, who's playing great along, almost as good as right now, uh, alongside Clay, Steph, all that coming from the G League the year before. So Murray might have a bigger role on his team, but Poole jumped into a bigger role on a better team after being on the inside the G League before to me that's a huge jump and I think that jump edges it I alright you talk about bigger impacts being on the better team yes he is on the better team who is also on that Warriors team Stephen Curry Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins. Yes, and the fact that who is on the you, who is on the who is, but who is on the Spurs team? Dejounte Murray. Mm-hmm. But but he, but here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that the fact that Poole can have such a big impact on that team when you have Curry, Clay, Draymond, all that, and he's still making a huge impact on their team. I will 
I can agree with that. But what I'm saying here is, let, hold up, before I get into let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I think I have I think DeJounte Murray has improved both offensively and he's become one of the best defensive players in the league. Mm-hmm. For me, I only see a I only see a one I'm not I'll say kind of like one dimensional uh improvement offensively for Jordan Poole. Okay, so I think all so, around so... I think all around DeJounte Murray's had the bigger leap and Obviously, his role. So, so, so here's what I think. So, when looking at looking at last year, Dejounte Murray, like last year, Murray was a good defender, all right, but his stats were good, but not, but not good enough to be an All Star, all right. Last year, his he he was still good scoring the ball, and defensively, those stats were good. But they weren't good. But they weren't good enough to be an all-star or get attention enough. And so those those stats they they didn't they needed to improve a little bit. I think he 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 improved most when it came to scoring. Okay, and I think that's what helped a lot for him. And so, I think he improved slightly more. It's, I mean, just a little bit more when it comes to the defense and uh, his all-around game. But I think Poole had the bigger, just a bigger jump as a player. Okay. I know, I know. Like, here's the thing: Murray was, Murray was a good defender last year. He was an okay scorer last year, and he was a decent playmaker last year. Those stats had to increase a little bit for it to start becoming like all-star level, especially his scoring. Yeah, I think. Here's the other thing about Poole. Yes, he's improved. But, I mean, look at the people that they put on the list. Mm-hmm. I actually have a quick, I have actually a good question uh, for you here. Mm-hmm. Why don't you think they put Poole on the list? Well... Probably because, well, I mean, they they chose one of these guys over him. So, it's, I, w- I would think that it would be Morant over him because he went from Why did uh, really, him? what? Why did they choose Morant over him? Because Morant, because. Why did they choose Morant over him? Because Morant went from really good to amazing. Pool's just starting to get really good. Alright, I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop you right there. You just said Pool's starting to get really good. 
Mm -hmm. You said starting to. Mm -hmm. Now, you... Here's the thing. You just said starting to. I'm not... Here's the thing. I'm not... I think Poole... Honestly, I think Poole should be second to DeJounte Murray. I think he passes Garland. And I think you you obviously agree he would pass Garland as well. Mm-hmm. I think he's second on the list. But you said... You said John Morant's on the list because Poole's just getting started. Mm-hmm. I honestly think you wait one more year and Poole's on the list. Instead of having him this year, obviously with his jump, I see Murray's jump this year edging Poole's jump, but Poole coming back next year because he will have an even bigger jump. Well, I mean, that that definitely is a possibility. But when I say he's starting to get really good, I mean, Murray's starting to get really good too. As he's starting to become a more uh, better playmaker. And we might see his stats possibly improving but even but I guess here, here's my point pool starting to get better this year going from G League to being one of the best players on the Warriors this season a, uh, a team that we think is going to go to the championship is probably going to be a bigger jump than seeing then then seeing him go from I don't know whatever he'll be possibly next year yeah now here's another thing Here, here's also what I want to get out of here yeah I understand your points here I understand that's why I have pull as second but if you look at the previous winner, Julius Marble. Julius Marble. Julius Randle. My, oh, my goodness. My bad. My bad. My bad, my bad. Hey, my it's bad, all right. It's all right. We're Michigan State. We're Michigan State fans. <laughs> yes, I I just, Julius, you know, Julius Marble came up first. Uh, Julius Randle, I mean. My bad. Julius Randle. Look at the role he made. He is he, the Knicks were in the same position, the same position as the Spurs were. The Spurs may have not the Spurs didn't go as far as the Knicks, but he was in the same position. He was in a similar position as Murray. Who's going to be the guy to step up for the Knicks? Who's going to be the guy to step up for the Knicks? Randall stepped up for the Knicks as your main guy. That guy, Murray, is in the kind of the similar position here. Who was who's gonna be the guy to step up for the Spurs? Murray improved. Murray is that. Murray is is now that guy. That's the thing with Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole 
can be that guy when Curry isn't playing. Here's the thing. I don't think Poole is that guy yet. I don't think he is. You can. I don't think he's improved. I think. I don't think he's improved as much as Murray to be saying. To be saying Jordan Poole is that guy. Jordan Poole improved a lot. That's why he's second in my opinion. But he's not first over Murray. Because if you look at it, Murray is, in my opinion, on the Spurs, that guy. It's a different situation. But he is that guy. When Poole is playing on a different style team, where you got Curry, Clay, Draymond, and Wiggins. But Poole still manages to have a that guy role, but not your top guy role. He still manages well, well, to have a role where he can score twenty where he can score twenty, you know, eighteen some point twenty some points, right? I'm just saying you look at last well, year's well, that, winner, well, that, that, being that, Julius that that comes back to my point earlier. If we're gonna come back to the roles, because well, first when you mention the Knicks and the Spurs, that's a whole different situation than the Warriors. And I know you you mentioned different situation, but when we coming back to the roles, I know um, I know Poole, he's not that guy yet. He definitely still has a lot to improve. He he definitely could still improve, like like how you said that he could be on the list in possibly next year, but he's like Murray. You said he's the guy. Okay, the Spurs are a different team, but they they're whole, they're a whole other situation than the Warriors, where even though. Poole isn't the guy yet. He still took a huge jump into a spot where he is almost the guy. Yeah. What I'm saying is is you can you can look what I'm saying is is you can look at the two different situations, which they're both two different situations, right? Mm-hmm. With the Spurs being in a whole different situation than the Warriors, but what I'm ta- what I'm saying is, yes, the roles are different, but my thing with this is, I think Murray has improved more. In my opinion, because of the role. Now, with Jordan Poole, is if he if another year comes around. So let's say another year comes around. I can see him being the top guy in next year's. Maybe not this year's, but next year's award. Well, yeah, I, see, I, I can see him. I can see him being the top guy in next year's award. Not saying, yeah, that's why he's second. Like I said, that's why he's second. To Murray, in my opinion, I just think when you look at the roles, 
and the improve and the way the the rules fit for each guy when it comes to the most improved player I think that plays in a big role in this like you like we saw last year now it's a different situation but marble or well, Randall went from a went from you know who's gonna be the next guy role to he's the guy for the Knicks um, and it's kind of similar to Murray's but a little bit different it, but I'm just saying if pool I just don't see pool in the same role right now he has improved but not in the same role which I think plays a factor into the improvement into this just the award factor itself maybe if you wait one more year pool could definitely be the main guy in this award that's what I'm saying um I, I know what you're saying but that's just what I'm saying that's kind of my logic that's kind of like my thing behind yeah, yeah. it but yeah I mean I definitely I, I mean I definitely you, you can definitely see both sides I definitely think it's a possibility for Poole to be on the list uh inside possibly next year but yeah I think I think it's definitely close between those two and yeah yeah, and you know, they're two improved players, and it's you know it's definitely you know definitely breaking down this. You got Pool Murray, um, two guys that's really improved who you can both make a case for, because um, you can make a case for Murray, and you can make a case like you said, if Pool wasn't in this, your guy would be Murray, mm-hmm. and I said. And I said, even though I have Murray at one, you know, even though let's say John Morant's in it, but we John Morant's in it, even though John Morant and Darius Garland are both in it, I said, even though I would have Murray at one, I would have pull over both of those, both Morant, both Garland and Morant. I would have pull at second. You can make a case for both. Yep. You can make a case for both, and so yeah. Now. Yep. All right. So now, now, now we're going on to the final award, the MVP. The finalists for that were Nikola Jokic from Denver, Joel Embiid from the Philadelphia 76ers, and Giannis from the Bucks. Tyler. Who who deserves MVP? For me, I got Giannis going. I got Giannis. Um, my uh, thing behind Giannis. Here's here's what I think about Giannis. Now, let me just give you a quick a quick thing about why I think Giannis goes over Embiid and Denver. Uh, no, my Embiid and Jokic. Now, Embiid won the scoring title, but I don't think. I think. Embiid, ever since you know Embiid, Harden coming in, you know he's not he's being a, he's playing a dominant role, but there's also another guy there like James Harden who's also playing a dominant role, just like Embiid. Um, and then Jokic, I think Jokic has played really good this year as well, like Embiid. I just think that Giannis has just been a little bit more dominant than both of them. I think Giannis is dominant. His, his 
the way he can dominate the game, and especially, you know, even if he's having an off night, he will still dominate. It doesn't matter if it's on the offensive end or defensive end, and he's just been improving his shooting as well. So he's both dominant in the paint and outside, you know, mid-range, and even he's improving his three-point. But that is why I have Giannis winning another MVP. What do you think? Now we have a great MVP race, and you, I feel like you can make a good case for all of them. Definitely. But I also think that it that it should be Giannis. When it when it comes to being the most valuable this season, I see Giannis. Now you might be tired of him winning MVP, but when you think of a guy this season. Like Giannis, he was, he's still super athletic. That never changed since last year. And something else that's, that hasn't changed inside the, the past like three years is that, um, uh, is that he can get you guaranteed points every time down the floor. And that's so valuable. And he's a consistent player. He's the best defensively out of all these guys. And I think Embiid's M I think I have Embiid at number two. Embiid he, he might have had his best season so far, but I still see Giannis as more valuable this season. Yeah, I had Embiid at two, Jokic at three, but I totally agree with you on Giannis just being how dominant he is and continuing to be the most dominant. Yep. Alright. Thanks for listening to the Top Sports Headquarters Podcast. If you have any more sports topics that you would like us to talk about, you can say so in the comments. Tune in next time and enjoy your day.